officially open for the sisterhood membership. Uh, we've already seen so many women join us for this summer season, and I can't wait to welcome you in too if you haven't already snagged a spot. Just a friendly reminder that enrollment is open through Sunday, this Sunday, June 4th only. That's real time, June 4th. And then after that, it won't be open again until fall. So if there's even a slight nudge, I promise you it'll be one of the best yeses you could make this summer, especially if you are wanting to ditch diet culture and learn a more mindful, intuitive approach to eating, or you want to practice loving your body and finding ways to break free from body shame and maybe some body image that's holding you back. Um, or if you're simply looking to make choices this summer that are going to leave you feeling your best from the inside out, aka glowing up, this summer is for you. That's what our theme is all about. And that's the inspo behind today's post. So you guys, regardless if you join us or not, today I want to have a real raw conversation. You're, it's This is kind of like if we were like hanging out, right? <laughs> we're like literally sitting together hanging out. I'm going to take you through a lot of pieces of my journey um, through diet culture, body shame, body image, um, and just a little of what's been working in my journey and what has not worked so well in my journey lately. Because the thing is, I know what it's like to not feel comfortable in your skin. And I also know what it's like to get that transformation that you've been like really working for but still not love what you see reflecting back at you. And if you've ever struggled with body image or feeling the need to diet, to look a certain way, I want you to know first and foremost that you're not alone. And this episode, it's gonna be so, so good. Um, disclaimer that today's topic could be a little difficult, but my heart truly behind this is not to shame anyone or trigger uh, you into paralysis or maybe even a downward spiral. My heart is to help help you see that you're not alone um, and that the more we expose those parts of us that we wish no one would ever see, the more we can heal and figure out what is healthiest for us in this exact season that we're in. And please know also that what works for me today may not be the exact prescription that you need in your life in this exact moment vice versa too. What works for you might not work for me. And so it's, it's, I'm trying to be gentle about like prescribing something for someone else, because my goal isn't to tell you what to do today. It's to help you get this conversation out of your own head and into a space where you can heal from whatever's been holding you back when it comes to food, body image, weight, and just all those like really personal things. So today's episode, super raw, super real, super transparent. Um, so let's dive in. So a little of my not so fun to admit, not so fun to share story, um, I'll take you back a little bit in a couple different ways. So for 10 years, I was what you'd maybe call a fitness influencer. I hate the word influencer because I think we're all influencers. You influence the people around you with whatever example you set, but I digress. You could call me a fitness influencer, but my body was a constant before and after, and I'll put that like in quotes, a, a constant before and after, because I wanted to show women that my programs that I offered them worked. I didn't skip workouts. I didn't rest very much. I put a very high amount of pressure on what I looked like every single day. You guys, I went 10 years taking at least one photo of my body every single day. And 
come on, woman to woman. Like when we take a picture of ourselves or we're in a picture with other people, like the first thing we dissect is ourselves, right? Um, and I did that every day for 10 years. I truly wanted, I have to say this though, I truly wanted to do wellness in a different way with my clients. And I felt like I did a really solid job of teaching this overall approach, which is really what has like moved me into this pivot that I've been in lately with my business, where I, I want women to learn how to take care of themselves so that they can go out in the world and do great work, pour from that overflow, right? Um, and so I feel like I was onto something really solid there, but at the end of the day, I wasn't practicing what I preached to my clients. I beat my body up for years, marketing program after program, like a program would come out and I'd market it. I would do like a preseason market to show people that it was coming. And then I would do like the actual like marketing of it in real time. I would show the program off in real time. And then once I did the program, I often did it again with clients who were inspired by my journey. And so I was just using my body to like market these programs. And then again, trying to use my side-by-side, -side, a transformation as this vessel of hope for another woman. And needless to say, my body was slash kind of is because <laughs> it's not like so far in the distance, distant past, but my body was tired and my relationship with my body was quite scarred coming out of that season. Prior to those 10 years, though, I also spent the majority of my life dancing and performing and comparison was ingrained in the very nature of, of what we did. You know, you'd look to your left in rehearsal and you'd look to your right and you made sure you looked identical to the women next to you. But also in doing that, you know, I would compare myself to the person on my left and to the person on my right. But I would also judge the woman to my left and the woman to my right because maybe they didn't look like me. Maybe they weren't pulling their weight. And so um, there was this both where I wasn't just compared, comparing myself outwardly, like what I looked like, but I was also inwardly judging other people. You know, dieting, taking pills, doing weight loss cleanses was a rhythm and a routine to my lifestyle because you wanted to fit in your costume in the most appealing and flattering ways. And I feel like we've come a long way since those days when I was performing. Like I, there's been movements in like body positivity and things like that. Um, and I love that so much. But when I was a performer, there were not many people who didn't look identical to one another, right? So to shrink yourself, to make yourself smaller, to, to fit into the costume rather than have the costume fit you was, that was what it was. Um, and so that was, that was tough. I would really yo-yo diet and I would use the treadmill as a form of punishment for what I ate the night before. It was just a tough time. And also, you know, beyond that, we'd be in rehearsals 12 hours a day on, on a Saturday or, you know, for these long rehearsals and for a long duration of time, you're taking criticism from your coaches so that you can achieve this, uh, you know, I'm going to put it in quotes, perfection in your routine and again, that there's a benefit to that, to taking criticism and to be a part of a team. But when I did that for so many years, so many hours at a time, that idea of criticizing to be perfect, it was ingrained in me. And so the hard part is with both my fitness coaching for 10 years and being a performer for most of my life, there are amazing, like good pieces of my character that were built from these seasons. 
And there was also a lot of damage that I still personally work through today. So like I said, when we started, if we're just like sitting together, we're having wine, we're having conversation, I would like, I just want to look you in the eye. And I just want to tell you that my first instinct, my first instinct is to pick apart my body when I look in a mirror. I want you to know that I rarely walk past a mirror or like, shoot, even my reflection in a window without looking to see if I need to fix something about the way I look. The outfit that I would be wearing if we were sitting together, I'd probably second guessed it a bazillion times before leaving my house. And that I just want you to know that I struggle with body image too, even if it seems like I don't. I want you to know that even not me, but the woman next to you, the woman you adore, that person that you like love on social media or even in real stinking life that you just wish you could like swap lives with or swap bodies with, or, you know, she must have it so easy. I promise you that she struggles even if you don't think she does. And it's a conversation that's so uncomfortable to have, but I think it's so necessary. And that's why this summer we're spending three months like deep diving into this kind of conversation so that we can come out feeling lighter. We can feel freer. You know, it's not your typical boot camp or join this challenge for 90 days and see if you can get a six pack abs. You actually might come out feeling better in your skin and more confident, but I want to teach you skills that help you heal from maybe some of these things that have been harming you and holding you back, right? I could take you on a similar journey with food too. Growing up, I don't know about you, but we ate a lot of McDonald's. And as a child, like I never, I don't ever remember feeling ashamed for getting a happy meal and like chowing down on my fries. Again, I don't know if you can relate with this, but as a child, like it was a joyful moment for me to get that happy meal and open it, see what toy I got, get the whiff of those fries. Like I love the fries, <laughs> but and I'm not sure like exactly when that shifted, but at some point for me, fast food became a source of guilt and shame. And maybe for you too, maybe like, as I'm saying this, you're like, yeah, like, I, I don't know when that shifted, but it did. And I remember in my twenties, you know, I'd go out to eat with friends. I'd order uh, a salad and I'd pick at it. And it wasn't that I didn't like love food. Cause y'all, I love food. <laughs> I love to eat. I love meal plan. I love, I love food. Okay. The problem wasn't that I didn't love food. It was that there was this season in my life where I didn't love when others knew what I was choosing to eat or like I would, especially when I was a coach, if I went out to eat with people and I got something that was like quote unquote unhealthy, right? Like I got the pizza or I got the French fries and then like the person across the table would have some snarky remark like, I thought you were a health coach. And it was like comments like that, that I didn't even want to have to deal with because um, they were just so ignorant. <laughs> right? That I was like, I just don't even want others to know what I'm choosing to eat. So I would order based on what like I thought the room wanted me to eat. So like salads equal healthy. So Brittany must be healthy. So I'll get the salad. But if I'm being honest, which like is the whole point of today, by the time the night was over, by the time the meal was over with people, I'd be so starving, starving because I was just trying to be this thing that I wanted other people to think I was that I'd end up driving through McDonald's I'd eat it alone in my car and then I would throw the bag away in some public trash can versus like take it inside my apartment so that no one would ever see no one would ever know and I have to like even say here you guys 
I lived alone much of the time that I was doing this. So like the fact that I wouldn't even bring it into my house, no one was even going to see it, <laughs> you know, but it's like, what if somebody came over and opened my trash can? Right. So there was just a lot of guilt and there was a lot of shame. And Brene Brown, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she's a shame researcher. She's a speaker. She's an author. Uh, she's got a lot of amazing books, Daring Greatly, um, just so good. Explains that the difference between shame and guilt is that when you have guilt, it's like a focus on the behavior, okay? While shame is a focus on self. So guilt will say, I did something bad. Like, I, I did bad because I ate something bad, right? And you feel guilty about it. But shame, where it, sh where it starts to shift is that shame says, I'm bad. And so for me, my eating behaviors weren't just like, I ate bad. They turned into, I was bad. And that, that was like the big red flag and epiphany moment, like simultaneously for me was when I started to realize that like the food choices, when I was calling food bad, I was actually calling myself bad for eating them. For the longest time, I'd have a running list, like what foods I could and could not eat if I wanted to like, quote unquote, be good. But the more I peeled back the layers on this, I realized like that was so harmful for me. When I label foods good or bad, I start to believe that I'm good or I'm bad. And that's simply just not true. So what serves me better now is actually thinking about how foods make me feel. Okay. And, and this takes practice. Okay. Just like anything that I'm going to share with you. This is, this is not, pra this is not like a one and done thing. And you're like, I'm fixed. <laughs> this is going to be practice, my friends, but some foods, you know, like they bless me long-term. Okay. There are things that are really healthy for me. They bless me long-term. I feel, feel great. But some foods bless my short-term cravings. You know, I'll, I'll hear the woman who will say, oh, I was really craving pizza, but you know, I went home and I, I had a salad and it's like, I feel like for me, if I'm craving something, I have to just give, I've got to give my body what it's craving. So if you're craving the pizza, have the pizza and move on. Like stop making such a production out of cravings. Um, some foods leave me lethargic, right? After eating like a really heavy lunch, I might feel lethargic versus some foods leave me energetic after lunch or after, you know, a really energizing meal. Some foods I enjoy at various times of the month, ladies, <laughs> and some foods like I simply don't touch. Like coffee is a really sensitive one for me when I'm on my period and dairy too, but uh, other times of the month, like totally fine, right? And so I have to like learn how foods are making me feel and that it's not the same every single day. There's rhythms, ladies. There are rhythms to our cycles. And, and we the more we can peel back the layers and understand this, I think we can release so much of that diet culture mentality that says food is good or bad, right? Um, think about like seasons, like holidays. Some foods for me are celebratory um, or once a year foods or like that holiday nostalgia. I've had women that I've worked with before who they'll go to a birthday party. Y'all, I'm telling you, a birthday party. And they will say things back to me like, you know, I really wanted the cake, but I didn't have the cake. And I'm like, you were at a birthday party. Eat the freaking cake, but like move on. That doesn't mean that you need to take home like six slices for later this week. That means have a nice slice of cake, enjoy it, sing happy birthday, move on, right? I think we put so much pressure around ourselves with celebratory foods. Um, same thing with the holidays, you know? Okay, 
when we look at the holidays, a lot of people are like, oh, I, I, you know, I, I really let myself go for the holidays. But you guys, when we talk about the holidays, I think of like from like Halloween time-ish to like New Year's, right? And if we count, there's Halloween, there's Thanksgiving. I'll give you like another day or two around Thanksgiving to like enjoy, you know, the fixings, <laughs> the leftovers. And then you have Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, if that's what you celebrate, you might have something else mixed in there. Um, and then you've got New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. I mean, it's less than 10 days over the course of three months, my friends. It's not the holidays. It's like a week's worth of eating and it's spread out. So enjoy the second slice of pumpkin pie, knowing that you're not going to have pumpkin pie for 12 more months, right? Enjoy a glass of champagne or two to cheers the New Year's, knowing that like you don't just pop champagne every night. And maybe you do. I don't know. But I want you to know, I want you to start understanding some foods are celebratory. They're once a year, they're holiday nostalgia. So like eat them, enjoy them and be done with them and move on. For me, other seasons, they come up, uh, sorry, other foods come and go with seasons. So like, you know, in the summer, there's a lot of foods that we'll cook on the grill, or maybe we'll do like more kebabs. We do a lot of like fresh watermelon. And in the wintertime, I might make more soups. Um, I like more like comforting dishes with pasta or potatoes as the base, you know? Um, and so just understanding that there's rhythms to the season. I've learned through my journey that a lot of cheese makes me bloated, but I've also learned that I freaking love cheese boards, you guys. So I, I'm not giving up cheese boards. I just don't have a cheese board every night or really even every week. I've learned that less alcohol is better for me. And um, I've also learned that there's nothing like a fire on our patio outside and a glass of cab. There's nothing like it. It's like pure heaven. So I'm not saying like, I don't do this. I'm just saying I'm, I'm using the, I, I'm taking alcohol and I'm using it in moments that serve me best. I'm not using it as a means to escape a bad day at work. And, and shoot, I've been there. We've all been there. Um, but when I learn what works for my body, I can start to honor it with my yes. Um, I've also recently learned, you guys, that a little something with my coffee in the morning, like I've always been coffee on an empty stomach, girl. I don't know if that's you too. That's been my life. Always. Coffee, empty stomach. Caffeine, really. Even like a pre-workout on an empty stomach. And recently I started doing some research about how damaging that can be for your cortisol levels. And I won't get into like too much of that, but you could totally do some research on your own for that. But even just eating a little something. So I bought these, I don't know if you've ever seen them. They're called Aussie bites. I get them at Costco or you can get them at Sprouts. Those are the two places I've seen them, but Costco, it's way more bang for your buck. You get like a 30 pack or something like that for 10 bucks. And at Sprouts, it's like a seven pack for $8. <laughs> it's a, it's a better deal over at Costco if you can get into there, but, um, those are perfect. I eat two of those little Aussie bites. They've got like chia flax oats. Like they're super yummy and nice little clean bite. And I eat those with my coffee. And here's the kicker. What I've learned is that afternoon crush that we almost, I almost everybody gets, like, I don't know anybody in the world that doesn't have like a little crash in the afternoon where they need that extra cup of coffee or whatever. I haven't been getting that. When I put a little food in my body before I sip caffeine, I don't experience an afternoon crash. 
But you guys, again, this comes through experimentation, okay? Because everything is an experiment on this journey and I'm constantly a student of myself. So the only reason I can come here today and share some of these like tips and tricks that work for me, remember, I don't know if they work for you, they work for me, is because I get curious. I learn new things. I study, you know, um, I look for experts out there that are fresh in their field and, and, and are fresh to topics that are relevant right now, like cortisol levels in the morning. And I become a student of myself. And the more I can do that without shame saying, oh, I feel like gross after I ate this meal. Why did I do that? This meal was bad. I am bad. And then I spiral down this place. Instead, I say, huh, I don't feel so great after I ate that. Maybe I won't do that again. That's really how I learn everything. That's why I don't really go to McDonald's anymore, even though it used to be such a place that I loved going as a child, and then it turned into this place of shame. Well, what I started to realize was I hated the way I felt after I ate McDonald's. And if you eat McDonald's, like, go you. The fries, like, to this day, I could be outside around a McDonald's, smell their fries, and, like, be taken right on back. I love it. This isn't about McDonald's. It's about learning how foods make you feel and then honoring that. So I rarely go through that drive through because I learned I was so sick and tired of feeling blah and gross after I ate a certain meal that I decided I'm not going to do that anymore. It's how I removed a lot of meat from my life because I started looking at how meat made me feel. And then, you know, there's a lot of plant-based options out there now um, that are really processed. And so I'm now there's like a whole new learning process of like learning how those make me feel. And I realized like, if it has a lot of soy in it, it's not, it's not making me feel so great. So I'm a constant student of myself and I encourage you to be a constant student of yourself as well, because this is the, this is the idea behind mindful or intuitive eating diets. They follow a set of rules for purpose of like weight loss or weight management. And intuitive eating uses like internal cues where you kind of have to slow down long enough to ask, like, am I hungry? What's my mood like? What's my energy like? And that helps you decide on the foods you eat. There's an awareness with intuitive eating about the food's impact, like both long and short term. And um, with intuitive eating, you're focusing on like your long-term health over like that short-term before and after results mentality. For me, mindful intuitive eating is my jam and it's lifelong. It's ever changing. Oh my gosh, y'all. People get so frustrated when they can't put me in a box. They're like, I thought you were vegetarian. I thought you were this. I thought, and I'm like, I'm not in a box. I just, I eat based on what it makes me feel. So if I feel like eating Texas barbecue, I'm going to eat Texas barbecue. But if I feel like going home and taking some dairy out of my life for a hot second, I'm going to do that because it's a lifelong journey. It's ever changing and it helps you explore what works for you. And so that's what I aim for nowadays, learning from my body, making choices from that space. And it's also, like I said, really helpful because it, it helps me move on quicker from choices that didn't serve me without beating myself up. And if that's you, if, if you've been beating yourself up, I have a couple of reminders for you. Number one, you don't need fixing. Number two, you aren't bad because of what you ate. Number three, you aren't alone if the narrative in your mind isn't one that's super kind. And four, it's not too late to start over. And maybe in a way that serves you better. Like get back up. Because you deserve to live a life that is vibrant. You deserve to feel good and feel healthy from the inside out. Happiness 
is not an exterior size. I'm going to say that again. Happiness is not an exterior size. It's an inside job. And I'm learning that my healthiest self is not a side-by-side -side transformation. It's the one where I do the interior work. Foods can help this. Hydration can help this. Movement can help this. Absolutely. And that's a little of what's been working on my journey lately. But I also had to change like the posture of my end game. I'm no longer moving my body to check it off a calendar and post a progress pic. I'm no longer telling myself I can't have something because it's not part of my current nutrition plan. I'm exploring. I'm trying new ways to move my body. I'm trying this thing called rest. <laughs> it's so good. I'm listening to my body after meals. I'm putting my phone down and resisting the urge to take that progress pick and beat myself up and tear apart my body. I'm trying vitamin D, getting outside and water and meditation. I'm bravely embarking on cold therapy, which is actually really freaking good. I love it. I'm getting out there for dog walks and fresh air. I'm plugging into connection and community. You guys, diet interest, diet culture is an industry that makes a lot of money preying on women. But I think we can do better for ourselves the more that we open up dialogue like this and let one another in. So sharing all of this today, you guys, was not easy for me. There are pieces to my story that I'd rather honestly just leave under the rug. But I know that my messy pieces help remind other women like you listening in that you're not alone and we're all on journey. And honestly, the best way to be on journey, I think, is together. So if you love today's chat, I promise you, circling back to like the top of this episode, why I'm like so pumped this week, I promise you, you're going to love what I've got planned this summer in the Sisterhood membership. Team is the glow up. We're ditching diet culture. We're breaking free from body shame. We're learning how to take consistent care of ourselves so that we can love and serve from the overflow. And yes, I'm going to help you meal plan. I'm going to help you find ways to feel your body so you can feel your best. There's going to be recipes. Like it's going to be so, so fun. Um, but when I hear women tell me that they want support with food and in the kitchen, I literally have this like, ooh, visceral reaction because I don't want to just do surface level. I don't want it to be a yet another space where you enter in and you're like, oh, I've been missing the mark. I don't feel good. Like I'm not good enough. So I might as well join this thing. And then you leave like feeling like you're still not good enough. Like you missed the mark. I know how easily we can gravitate back into body shaming, back into like that body image and diet culture. And I want a space this summer where we can do food and glowing up in a different, more sustainable way. Food's not meant to make you feel guilty or shameful. Meal plans, what I'm going to help teach you, they're a tool. They're not a chain. Diets are damaging and there's a better way. And I'm not going to gravitate you towards being on a diet this summer. I want to remind you day in and day out that your body is a good body and that healthy looks different on everyone. And I think your healthiest self looks amazing on you. That shame that you were taught, like me, maybe, to look, when you look in the mirror, pick your body apart. This summer, I want to help you see that you're more than a before pick. So we're doing it a little different this summer. I'm going to teach you tools, absolutely. But I'm also going to empower you to break free from some of this diet culture shame, maybe that's been holding you back from loving yourself full out. And so if you're ready to feel your best and glow up with us this summer, the Sisterhood membership is for you. And remember, it's only open 
through June 4th, real time. That's this Sunday, okay? Um, if you want to surround yourself with a sisterhood who's going to rally with you all summer and encourage you as you're making that positive progress in your life, then it is time because we are women walking life together. And just like my shirt says, there is strength in sisterhood. So like I said, enrollment only open through June 4th for summer 2023 in the membership. If you love today's episode, this is your sign. Seriously. I'm so freaking pumped to work with you. You have no stinking clue. And I can't wait to welcome you into the sisterhood membership. Guys, share this episode, tag some friends that this might speak with in your life. Leave me some comments um, and let me know, you know, did this speak to you? Uh, you don't have to get super personal and vulnerable in the comments, but I just love to hear if this is speaking to your heart. Tag me on social, Inspire Beauty Brit, uh, at Inspire Beauty Brit. And if you guys go to inspirebeautybrit.com slash join the sisterhood, you'll be able to get all the information on how you can glow up with us all summer long from the inside out. All right, you guys, can't wait to see you guys next week, same time, same place, right here. I love y'all so much. Make it a great week.